come and see. See Jesus on the cross. Come and see his mother standing by. Come and see the powerful who think that they have won. Come and see Jesus, betrayed, crucified, dying for you and me. Come if you can, see the one who loves you, even unto death. Come and see, God is here. Come and offer your worship, offer your sorrow and your tears. Offer yourself. Lord God, on this darkest of days we come to the foot of the cross. We come, not because we want to, but because we must. Here we join Mary and the other women, the disciple Jesus loved, the soldiers, and all those who come as spectators. We come and hear those words, it is finished, and we weep. We weep as those who love Jesus just as you love Jesus, and as countless others have loved him. Tonight is not a night of rejoicing, but for joining in mourning for all that hangs on the cross. Jesus, your Son. Jesus, our Saviour. Jesus, our Redeemer. We acknowledge that it was the sinful actions of humanity that placed him there. Not some kind of quid pro quo deal, but an act of love, giving of himself, that we can return to time and time again. Forgive us that we need to do so, that our actions today, as then, still harm and hurt and isolate. Forgive us that we have still not learned to live as Jesus lived. Thank you, Lord, that on a night like today, we are reminded of the depth of your love for us, a love that has no limits, a love that hangs on that awful cross, your love. Amen. After Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to a place where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, because Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas brought a detachment of soldiers together with police from the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that was to happen to him, came forward and asked them, For whom are you looking? They answered, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus replied, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they stepped back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, For whom are you looking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you are looking for me, let these men go. This was to fulfil the word that he had spoken. 
I did not lose a single one of those whom you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Malchus. Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword back into its sheath. Am I not to drink the cup that the Father has given me? So the soldiers, their officer and the Jewish police, arrested Jesus and bound him. First they took him to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jews that it was better to have one person die for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter was standing outside the gate. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out, spoke to the woman who guarded the gate and brought Peter in. The woman said to Peter, You are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the police had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing round it and warming themselves. Peter also was standing with them and warming himself. Then the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple, where all the Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who heard what I said to them. They know what I said. When he had said this, one of the police standing nearby struck Jesus on the face, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered, If I have spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They asked him, You are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it, and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, the cock crowed. Then he took Jesus from Caiaphas to Pilate's headquarters. It was early in the morning. They themselves did not enter the headquarters, so as to avoid ritual defilement and to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered, If this man were not a criminal, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The Jews replied, We are not permitted to put anyone to death. This was to fulfil what Jesus had said when he indicated the kind of death he was to die. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? 
Jesus answered, Do you ask me this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and your chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against him. But you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? They shouted in reply, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a bandit. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. And the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and striking him on the face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you, to let you know that I find no case against him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the police saw him, they shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law he ought to die, because he has claimed to be the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever. He entered his headquarters again and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have the power to release you, and the power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over me, unless it had been given you from above. Therefore the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to release him. But the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are no friend of the emperor. Everyone who claims to be a king sets himself against the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside and sat on the judge's bench at a place called the Stone Pavement, or in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation for the Passover, and it was about noon. He said to the Jews, Here is your king. They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate asked them, 
Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but the emperor. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written, and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription, because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews. But this man said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, to see who will get it. This was to fulfil what the scripture says, They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother, and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfil the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, the Jews did not want the bodies left on the cross during the Sabbath, especially because the Sabbath was a day of great solemnity. So they asked Pilate to have the legs of the crucified men broken and the bodies removed. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once blood and water came out. He who saw this has testified so that you also may believe. His testimony is true, and he knows that he tells the truth. These things occurred so that the scripture might be fulfilled. None of his bones shall be broken. And again, another passage of scripture says, They will look on the one whom they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission, so he came and removed his body. Nicodemus, who had at first come to Jesus by night, also came, 
bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with the spices in linen cloths, according to the burial custom of the Jews. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified, and in the garden there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so, because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. Of course you are thirsty, my darling boy, and I watch helpless. How I wish I could touch you and hold you in your agony. My mother's heart is breaking as I watch you struggle. I am so proud of you. You have held on to your dignity in the midst of this horror. Oh my boy, why did it have to come to this? Why couldn't they just listen and learn? You have been teaching in words and in action about God's loving heart, but instead, they do this to you. My heart is breaking. I want to reach up with a cup of cool water, hold it to your lips and let you have some comfort in your pain. We have been through so much, you and I. That day the angel came to me. I wondered if anyone would believe me. Who was I that God chose me? Just a young girl, a nobody, but you made me a somebody. They will paint me as saintly, demure, and probably wearing blue. Ha, if only. You know how I can yell. You have heard the rough side of my tongue. You and your brothers led me a merry dance as youngsters. Kids will be kids, Joseph would tell me. But what your dad never got was that you... You, my dear boy, were very precious. We had to keep you safe. Life was hard when you were growing up. Money could be tight, but Joseph worked really hard in that workshop of his. Your dad made sure there was always bread on the table and wine in our cups. I was so proud when you said you wanted to learn his trade. Your dad was proud too. He never complained about providing for you. And I could see him glancing at you, his eyes full of love. You were his, but not his. He knew. And he never resented you or God's imposition. Secretly, I think he was proud to have been chosen as your father figure. I miss him. I miss his warmth, his touch, his love. I'm not sure what he would say about all of this. I rather fear he would have fought them, tried to take the cross from you, for you. Certainly he would be shimmying up that cross right now and give you the drink you so desperately want. Oh Jesus, I wish I could reach you, touch you one more time. You have been in many scrapes, but this... Do you remember when you were just a boy and we took you to Jerusalem? That was for the Passover too. You went missing, the wee monkey you were. Three days, three days it took to find you. Why we didn't think of looking looking in the... Why we didn't think of looking in the temple, I don't know. But there you were. Quite the thing. And they had been lapping up your every word. Why this time they couldn't have listened, I don't know. Some of those same faces, I recognised them all these years later. Admiration turned to hate and jealousy. 
Of course, your words weren't always quite so gentle. I still smarted the way you spoke to me at that wedding. But I was only trying to help, nudge you along a bit. I sensed a chance for you to begin to show everyone how special you were. And well, you did show them. That was some wedding. And the wine? Well, it was the best I'd ever tasted. Please won't someone give him a drink. My boy, know that I am so proud of you. So very proud. I will try and be strong. I will. I have the two Marys to look after me, and of course your beloved friend will provide for us. Oh, that I could take this away from you. Ah, here is someone at last, although I'm not quite sure that the sponge is very clean. And that wine looks sour. Listen to me, mothering one a bit. I love you so very much. My heart is breaking. I can't bear to watch, but I can't bear to leave either. Oh Jesus, why this way? Why God? Why? Lord God, tonight is a reminder of your love for us. No matter who we are, what we have done, nothing can break that bond. In a world where many carry a cross of one description or another, we take our prayers for that world to you. For those whose bodies are failing, and death is not far away, we pray. For those weighed down by grief, whether recent or revisited, we pray. For those who fear the future, uncertain of what will unfold, we pray. For those who face prejudice in any of its many forms, we pray. For those who carry the guilt of causing pain and damage, we pray. For those who see no end to physical or mental health problems, we pray. For our part in the destruction of your creation, we pray. Thank you, Lord, that we can bring all of this to you. As we sit at the foot of the cross, may this time serve as a reminder of your continued and relentless love for us, whoever we are, wherever we are. Amen. Go. Go into the darkness of Gethsemane. Wallow in the stench of Calvary. Hide in the upper room or pretend that you don't want to hear the truth. The darkness lies heavy and thick. Hopes are dashed in a tree. Dreams have become nightmares. Yet God is not finished. With God, there is always more to come. Believe, there is more to come.